This is Jay from Jagger Holly, and you are in the dummy room. What's up, guys? Dummy Room Punk Rock Podcast, episode 152. I'm your host, Nate. A uh, little surprise episode for you here. I know Mother's Day was just a few days ago, but Franz and Andrea from Punk Rock Reduno, uh, they wanted to come on and talk about this year's show a little bit. So, uh, of course, that's a no-brainer. I love Punk Rock Reduno, love those dudes, so I'm just kind of waiting on them here. So, two fun things to talk about real quick. Uh, Covert Flops got a new album coming out on Mom's Basement Records. Uh, John was nice enough to send over one song only. Thanks, John. <laughs> but uh, but it's a good one, man. Um, really, really cool. Cody Core. Can't wait for this full length to come out. It's called, I think it's called Mission Implausible, which is a fucking awesome album title. I have no idea when. All I know is it's on Mom's Basement. I think it's coming this year. Um, John says I could play a song, the one song he sent me. Anyways, it's called Reptiles. Check this out.
I fucking dig that song. I'm really looking forward to this album. Um, no idea when it's coming out. Hit up John, bug him. He'll tell you when. And, of course, check out the store. John's always got a bunch of shit in there. I know he's just got a bunch of great stuff in. So support John. Support that great label. Um, what else? What else? New Rochelle's Animal Boy Second Pressing is out on May 19th. It's actually out now, but um, May 19th is the original release of the original album. So 35, 35 years old. That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, just kind of wanted to celebrate that with a, with a second pressing and it comes with a flexi that has uh, the album version of Bonzo on it, and it has a version of Eat That Rat that has Matt from D-Cracks on it, and it's fucking awesome, so check that out. And a fun little teaser here, uh, this is not the only Rochelle's-related release that I have coming, so stay tuned for more. Totally. Um, Franz and Andrea are all set to go, so i um, super excited for this. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully they reveal, um, another band. I know Evo is on the, um, their Twitch show tomorrow. So I'm guessing that he is, uh, he's going to announce one of his bands that's playing. I actually already know who it is. It's fucking Apers. Um, that'll be announced by the time you hear this. So how awesome is that? Right? Apers at Punk Rock Reduno in 2021. Oh, that's fucking cool. So, um, hopefully they reveal another band that is equally as cool as the apers if that's even possible um all right let's just let's just find out hope you guys enjoy it How you guys doing? Doing good, thank you. Uh, I work. Uh, I'm starting to work uh, in the local uh, rock lab next week because we are reopening after the pandemic. They stopped the club for about six months. Yeah. So you know, I'm, I'm excited. Are there any uh, regulations in place for for venues and shows? Yeah, of course. So is that why you're able to open up? Well, um, actually, uh, you have to close uh, the club, uh, restaurants, bar at uh, 10 p.m., which is uh, not good. But this is going to change. This is going to change because uh, of the tourism. Um, you know, the country is, is not really is not really good for tourism if you have to, to go um, uh, in bed so early. <laughs> so the law is going to change yeah. pretty soon. <laughs> 
Personally, I don't know about you, Andrea, but personally, I feel really alone. Like, this second lockdown for us in Italy, it felt much longer and a little bit more stressful than the, the first one, because the first one, there was more a sense of community and we did a lot of things, even volunteering and stuff. The second one, people is a little bit freaking out, is tired. And, you know, it's like reliving the same thing, but with a different approach. And personally, you know, the only thing that really healed me right now is uh, punk rock and uh, working on Raduno and my label and uh, chatting with you guys. So thank you for calling me. Otherwise, it will be, you know, this is the part of the night <laughs> I cannot stand too much because, you know, I feel like. You know, I'm alone at home and, uh, you know, it's it's pretty weird. And even the idea of reopening is a little bit scary at this moment. You know, I don't, I don't know. They, they probably will study this effect on people that, you know, suddenly you start from, uh, uh, you know, fear of missing out. And now I have the fear of, you know, having too much stuff opening up. You know, Edonet, the venue of... Uh, of uh, of punk rock, the main venue of punk rock Arduino is going to reopen on Thursday. So it's like a, 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 I don't know how to say it, like a, a clock bomb, you know, that is uh, going to explode on Thursday, you know. <laughs> so it's, uh, <laughs> but before that, the evenings yeah. and the nights in particular in lockdown, because after 10 p.m. you cannot go out. Living alone uh, is a little bit, uh, feel, it starts to feel like really depressing a little bit sometimes. So what happens if you go out after 10 o'clock? What do they do? You get a ticket or a fine or something? You can get a ticket. Yeah. 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 Really? Unless you're working. I did a lot because I was, uh, you know, delivering food for Edonet. We, we kept ourselves busy with delivery. And that's what actually keeps us, uh, you know, alive as a business. And yeah. uh, But in general, in the second lockdown, there has not been so much checks and police was not as active as the first one. In some way, there was a sort of hidden agreement that people should <laughs> not, uh, I don't know if you feel like that, Andrea, like a hidden agreement that, you know, there are these rules, but you know, don't don't exaggerate in not respecting the rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's the feeling you have right now in Italy. I see there are not many checkpoints. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's kind of, uh, it looks like the police is kind of lazy uh, about it. Like giving giving people a break. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have anything like that here. There was no checkpoints or anything like that. There was no places closed. You know, restaurants were closed, but they're open now. I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't even know if they close early. I don't know what the restrictions are. I think there's like fifty percent capacity stuff like that yet. But uh, I drove through downtown a couple of days ago, and there's no fifty percent capacity. They're packed. <laughs> Everywhere is busy. So. And there's, you know, I mean, the the vaccinations are, they're out, you know, people are getting them. So I'm half vaccinated now, so I'm excited. <laughs> and it seems like everybody around me is already at least half vaccinated. So things are looking it's good. It's exactly harder. the opposite in Italy because you're much ahead of us on this. Yeah. No, I, I don't think me and Andrea or people in our kind of, you know, age for, uh, you know, 30 and 40 are going to get vaccinated in the next you know, month probably. Yeah, well, it's gonna, we it's gonna take a few months. Really? It's gonna take a few months. Like my yeah. father, he's eighty, and he got his first shot yesterday. Yeah, Jeez. I know. Yeah, and and uh, you know, during the first lockdown, believe me, was uh, 
you know, you could not go out. And uh, I remember, you know, when I was uh, delivering food for as a volunteer to people that needed it, they will check me every, you know, five kilometers. You know, I will spend four hours out delivering food and the same police officer will stop me every time I will pass. And I will show him the, the, the pass, you know, saying like I'm a volunteer of the, the city. Yeah, yeah. And every time I will show my face and no matter what, he will stop me every time. So it will be like something like really <laughs> stupid. At least they took it seriously. You know, Italy had a hard time with it. So, I mean, I get that. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, sense. in Bergamo, in Bergamo in particular. Bergamo was the, the, the epicenter. Yeah. So, yeah, even now, I must say we feel differently than many other parts of Italy, probably. I mean, I, I saw many things happening in other parts of Italy and they don't look at all like... You know, people is really respectful in, in Bergamo in general, but that's normally the yeah. case in Bergamo. Yeah, we are but more like... I have to say uh, the vaccine campaign is going a bit slow, but I believe Italy as a country, as government, as a as community has been reacting kind of well. Yeah, uh, I agree. I don't think I... we've been sleazy about this whole pandemic thing. Yeah, since the beginning, actually. You know, the fact that you are ahead of us is because you actually own the, those vaccines and you can produce them. But I agree too. like w what we did in particular in the first, the, the way the community reacted was some of the most moving and beautiful things to see, even in the punk community, honestly, like, you know, everyone really, you know, gave their best. And, you know, that, that was a, a really, you know, in tragedy, that was a beautiful moment. Yeah, Italy has this uh, reputation on not being a country um, where people is very respectful of the laws. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I can say, I can say, in this case, uh, uh, we showed, uh, I think, a lot of uh, like maturity. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We are surprised too. Well, you guys look good. I'm looking at you. You look like you're healthy. <laughs> I was tested last week. I was negative. <laughs> for the first time, but I never had any symptom, and yeah, been lucky so far. I never had to take a test. Nate, true story. We arrived to the point that last week I was trying really hard to to uh, uh, to have a date with a girl, okay, and she was so. It's a true story. I'm not, I'm not joking about this. Andrea doesn't know about this yet. Um, but uh, she was so worried about the, 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 the pandemic and, and the fact that I work in a public space that I offered her, okay, listen, let's go out for a picnic on a park on Saturday. And the day before, I take the, the, the test and I show you the test as a proof uh, so we can go out for a date. Okay? And, uh, and I thought it was a, it was a good uh, move, you know. I, I thought it was nice of me. And very she told romantic, me... Very romantic. Okay, and she told me no, and she banned me from social media. Hmm. <laughs> well, that sucks. <laughs> true story, true story. You're going to have to write a song about that one, Andrea. Yes, I'm interested. Andrea, can you write me a song about her to make her come back to me, please, and not to you? That's why the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to end up getting that girl now. <laughs> She's a fan of the Menji, so she, <laughs> she can surely come back to me. Mm, that's interesting. They're going to hurt you. They're going to bite you. They're going to find you. 
I was thinking about this uh, yesterday, that it was right around this time last year that you guys called off Punk Rock Rudino 5. There was no way that was going to happen, and I know you guys tried, but obviously there wasn't a chance of it. Well, um, this is the fact. Like The first time we tried really hard because we didn't know what the situation was like. You know, we The first months, we were just hoping that suddenly the things will uh, evaporate. And so the first time was harder, you know, to postpone and to even think about having something replacing us, the first Raduno, the worst Raduno, you know. And uh, and that was really last minute. So this year, let's say, I think we expected it. I mean, we for the situation yeah, yeah. we are in Italy now, so it was not as devastating. But I think this gave us more strength for reasons like... One of the things we we always said about our our Little Dumb Festival is that we don't consider it a normal festival. We don't consider it just an event with some bands playing on a stage, you know, just to to, to have an idea. I know a lot of people is attracted because they love the bands, but we really consider it something that goes beyond. So this was our opportunity to show that, you know, even keeping the community interested or connected doing the for example the live albums or just doing the event we did with Rostraduno and the stream thank you so much for the prize uh, uh, for the best stream of the year by the way and um, you know I think that is more honestly looking back I know we all love Raduno as we all dream about and we we used to love to it but at the same time it was important to have something different and to show that you know, many festivals didn't do anything. You know, they just postponed or canceled the festival. And, uh, you know, we, I think it was, you know, I'm proud of the fact that we, we showed that we could do something in a different way or even in those dramatic times. I don't know what Andrea thinks about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I totally agree. Um, there are many festivals that are bigger than ours. Even in Italy, there are, there, there's at least one. Which is Basically, waiting. every festival is bigger than 
but uh, um, yeah, they just uh, they just uh, sell tickets to shows, which is uh, they put uh, in three four days uh, big shows, uh, and uh, you know it's a, it's a business, and uh, there's nothing wrong about it. But uh, the Raduno community uh, to us uh, is something uh, way different. So yes, we had the opportunity to make uh, the Raduno uh, an event that brings the scene together for the whole year. And uh, so with the streaming, so with the interviews, uh, with the record releases, uh, with the being active on social media, and now with the new uh, also live stream that we're gonna do that we're doing on uh, Twitch, uh, we have uh, we have a lot of contents that that are that are good to to be in touch with all our friends around Europe and uh, and the states too. The stream last year was so good. I know we the <laughs> the listeners voted it like the best stream, but um it, it won by a way by the way by a landslide. But um it was definitely one of the best that we've had since. But um how difficult was that to get together like so last minute? <laughs> For me and Andrea was not dif- difficult because we did nothing about it. <laughs> but, no, the 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 good thing about working with uh you know the team of Edone where I where I work where I manage the venue is that we work with a lot of young, uh, fresh uh, and talented, uh, you know, kids from town. And so we have uh, this guy called Giorgio that took care of uh, the videos, you know, even put together a lot of videos from the previous Raduno. And he introduced me this other guy that is a really talented video maker and uh, uh, sound engineer. And they put together a team and they told me, we can stream this with different cameras and stuff. Let us do it. So we, we just believed in them and they are really young and, and this started the process of basically digitalize the whole, uh, you know, cultural part of Edone. So from this year, we, we actually hired that guy. And so he has a jo- he works for us now and we are going to stream every event at Edone. And for the future, we are not coming back. So I think this, this is something that we, we should work on. So you know how beautiful it will be to have like you know live events uh, as we we always said and we love but also people uh, from other countries or from other areas can join in and watch a a well done live stream of an event i think it's the future so i think we want to go to that path you know and uh, but in in some way me and andrea are lucky because you know most of the success of raduno of uh, our you know maybe we have the idea and the passion but you know we really rely on the talent of a lot of other people that are you know much more talented than me in particular yeah because for the success of a festival uh, it's not only about booking good bands but having uh, many things working uh, smoothly uh, you know, the line to get your beer must, uh, should not be too long, or the wait for the food should <laughs> not be too long. The accommodations yeah, yeah. should be around in the area. I mean, there are many aspects of uh, organizing an event uh, of uh, that size uh, that um, we've been very lucky with. Because we did the first festival, and uh, you know when, when it finished after the I don't I, I think it was three days France I don't remember first yeah, uh, yeah. Stradum yeah at the end of the three days uh, I was thinking wow 
I mean, uh, the, the atmosphere is really, really relaxed. And still, we have a lot of people. Uh, we are all drunk. We are all having fun. And still, <laughs> things are working smoothly. <laughs> and uh, I mean, a lot of people just came back uh, without even uh, uh, looking at the, at the bands that were playing. Just yeah. because they, they had such a good time uh, in, in, this day, in those days. And, and I think it's the exactly opposite di direction that a lot of festivals are having. I, I'm sure it's the same for you, Nate, but right now you have this uh, circuit of festivals that they have the same lineup. And normally the lineup, in particular in yeah. punk festival, they rely on old, uh, famous bands, you know. So if yeah, one yeah. year, for example, no effects are on tour or better religion on tour, you can see the effects in all those festivals. Which is fine to me. I'm fan. Of, I'm a huge Better Legion fan, for example. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it feels like something really far away and something really connected to the music business in general or some uh, big agencies. Mm -hmm. So they don't really reflect, in my opinion, the punk community per se. You know what's going on every day. You know the the, the shows in the middle of the week, the small touring bands, etc. Uh, so. We wanted to create an event that is more like uh, like a, a gathering, you know, a really old-time fashion gathering of aficionados and fans. We have in Italy uh, a festival called Festival Beat, and it's actually the, the, the party at the end of the year for all the aficionados of, uh, you know, rock and roll, garage, 60s. And it's a beauty, like, basically, it doesn't matter who is playing. People is going to show up and having fun and, you know, buying records and getting happy. So... In our head, I think I remember from one side, we wanted to have like a sort of festival beat for punk. And at the same time, uh, you know, we wanted to, you know, there was a Monster Zero Mesh that really, you know, took over in those years. We wanted to have the same, but for every label. So it's like, why don't we have like this for Hey Pizza record and Hey Pizza can represent, you know, something that, there you go. You know, everyone <laughs> can be, can feel represented because we always think these things as fans, not like, you know, uh, record label guys or owners of a venue or, you know, a band. You know, we, we feel like this is the event we would like to attend. And for most of all, I can be honest, it's just because we are having fun. You know, we will not do it uh, if we don't make any money. You know, I don't make any money, and Dre doesn't make any money. Like no one in Panko Akuradu, no. Actually, we lose money probably if we really count down to it. <laughs> yeah, we say that many times. The real uh, beginning of the conversation about the festival between me and Franz uh, has been something like, "Should we do a striped music festival?" But uh, I mean, a couple minutes after, we were just saying, "No, it should be some something." That that where every label we know, every friend we have in the scene should be represented. So that, that this was the the, the 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 real start of the idea, mm -mm. and this this is the thing that we are sticking to. That's what I love about it. You guys have, you know, it's the passion behind it. It's not a big music festival where it's just a corporate fucking thing where it's. <laughs> all the bigger bands or the, the circle jerks are playing the circuit or whatever. These are bands that you guys love and you would want to see. And you would go see this fest. I don't understand why you guys don't charge like a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's it's like 10 bucks, even 10 bucks, you know, like you'd, you'd get a little bit back for it. But um, that's besides the point. But I love the fest. I love 
having you guys on to talk about it. It means a lot to me. Uh, and uh, hands down, the best festival. You know, I mean, I've never been there, but I, I'm looking at the lineups right now from the first one, and it, they're unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you. And your words and your feedbacks in particular since you started Dummy Room for me and Andrea and for everyone in the in the Punk Rockaduno is fuel, you know, because then you get these feedbacks because, you know, then it's, it's a little bit, you know, it's your passion, but at the same time, it's a lot of work. So the fact that people really love it and they talk about it and they dream about it all year long, it gives you fuel. And uh, the reason why we don't charge is uh, there are many reasons, you know. The reason I want to believe is the fact that to me, at least, uh, being from Bergamo and being from that venue is the fact that to expose people that is outside of the world what really the punk community and the do-it-yourself community is. This is a beautiful way to show uh, you know, that it, there is more behind the, 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 the electric guitars and the fast beat and stuff like that. So just the fact that you know, to be more inclusive, that there is no charge at the door, all ages, you know, really, really got a lot of people, even my my partners, you know, the, the people I work with at uh, I don't know, they told me after the first or second year, they told me, I had no idea what you were doing. And I had no idea what was punk was about. I don't like the music, but I love you guys. I love the passion. You are the best, you know, customers. And, uh, you know, let, let's Let's say it like, you know, to see people passionate, give you passion as well. So that was the, the main intention. Then in the future, if, you know, Rancid or Green Day or, you know, um, Screeching Weasel want to join the party, you know, we will consider putting up a, a ticket. Why not? You know, one day I think my biggest dream is like having Punk Rockadoon in the whole city and having the stadium, having like Green Day. Uh, bad religion, rancid, you know, why not? But we have to do it in our terms. You know, we don't want to lose that feeling of the punk community. That's the most important thing. Not doesn't matter who is yeah. playing or if there is a ticket or not. No, it's, it's, sorry, I'm just kind of distracted. I'm looking through the, <laughs> the posters for past years and it's like I'm trying to figure out my, which one I, if I had the time machine, which one I'd go to. <laughs> three, by the way, it's got to be number three. <laughs> So can you guys can you guys kind of reflect and share some of your favorite moments from from each of the past Rudunos? Yeah, why not? Not necessarily the bands that played, not necessarily the fact that you played with CJ Ramon or anything, but that's got to be a highlight, but just <laughs> Yeah, no, there are so many stories and um, of course uh, being on stage with <laughs> CJ Ramon is like a person <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that that shine over the the years of punk rock aduno, but yeah, I understand what you mean. Uh, I I believe uh, there are some moments in in the festival that maybe uh, are not really uh, shown uh, in the promotion we do in the in the in the clips you can see on YouTube uh, that are special. Like for example, I, what I like uh, is the the hostel that we have. It's not far from the venue, and um, what we do is uh, we book the whole hostel for like three or four days, three or four nights, and then uh, we mm, sell every single uh, accommodation and rooms separately directly from the Raduno uh, website. 
this gives us a, a little bit of profit, of course. And but at the end, uh, the result uh, is that you have a whole hostel filled with bands and people that came <laughs> from all over Europe to see the festival. Yeah. So yeah. when you go to your room, when you wake up in the morning and you go to have breakfast, you see all the people you've been partying with the night before, <laughs> and you, <laughs> you sit at the table and you talk to everyone. It's, it's really a, a very relaxed and special moment that I enjoy a lot. And also, I probably the first time uh, that we did a, a show inside the hostel, I think it was KJ from C- Chicks Dig It. He did yeah. an, uh, an, unplugged, cool. uh, an unplugged uh, little show, uh, and it was reserved uh, to the... Um, the access was uh, limited to the people that was uh, that booked the, the hostel. And that was that was something that I remember fondly. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. there there are many parts that, that you know. Normally, they, they are not the main events. You know, that I, I have some glimpse of things that, that you know they have a special place in my heart. Like, for example, the 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 first Raduno when we had uh, Jimmy Vapid from the Vapids coming, and you know he was a longtime friend, and just the fact to be there with us, and the moment he joined the stage with the Magwarms to play the first chord. I felt like something like, you know, I look at Andreas like, we did it. You know, we, we <laughs> I, I didn't think it was possible, but we did something crazy because this guy never really yeah. played here in Italy and he came for us and, you know. Our idea, it was actually our idea to, to put Jimmy on stage with the Magwams. Like yeah. we, <laughs> we invited Jimmy and, uh, and told him, uh, what if we find you a band uh, that... That can be a backup for you. What about the Magwams? And he said, oh, yeah, well, I would love to do it. So we asked the Magwams, <laughs> would you guys be in the band? And, yeah. and they were in. So, yeah, that, that was uh, some of the ideas we had. Also, um, putting uh, Dr. Frank with the Lone Wolf. Yes. That was, that, yeah. uh, that was another interesting combo that... Uh, be- that be- best show <laughs> I saw by Dr. Frank. No, no. Exactly. This is something that we don't reflect enough about. But, you know, the fact that we cannot sometimes make our dreams come true force us to find ways to make those dreams come true, too. You know, for example, okay, we cannot fly in all the CJ Ramon band. So, you know what? We are going to invite CJ and play with the Menges. <laughs> we cannot fly in Mr. T Experience. So, you know what? We are going to bring Dr. Frank. And this <laughs> necessity of not having any money to do to make these things real, you know, in some way, through the magic of punk rock and to the magic of the community, uh, makes something really special. You know, Jimmy Vapid with the Magwap and unique, you know, because at the yeah. same time, you really feel like the, the, the excitement about it. Because honestly, you know, one thing is having a band on tour, which is great, and we want to have bands on tour, but having something unique that only will happen in that particular moment. Uh, for me in particular, in our festival in, in my town, you know, sometimes sometimes it's even too much, you know. You you, you get really emotional. And uh, another thing I remember, I, I'm sure Andrea agrees with this, the, the great part of Raduno uh, is the, the after parties, you know, the... the, the, the yeah. The, <laughs> the 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 DJ sets, you know, the, the the everyone is singing along, and sometimes you have these crazy moments where you know everyone is singing like "Strength to Endure" of the Ramones with CJ in the middle of the room <laughs> singing along his own song, you know, 
how precious is that? Or, you know, Dr. Frank <laughs> looking around and smiling, you know, drinking a beer while everyone is pointing at him, singing a Mr. T experience, or, you know, or, <laughs> you know, Paolo from Retarded, like having to do the DJ set, but instead of doing the DJ set, only plays from once, from, from the first song to the end, the entire and out come the world's record from Rancid and everyone just <laughs> freaking out just because, you know, they know the record so well. And, you know, th those are moments that I, I know, Nate, you you're not a big Rancid fan, for, but for us in particular, you know, just, you know, the fact that they played the whole, you know, record just felt, you know, perfect in that particular moment of time. And, and then I must say, in a personal level, just seeing the city full of punks and people, you know, invading the streets. Because, you know, every year we had more people from outside of Italy, you know. So it was really like a city full of, you know, people living, uh, you know, because it's not only a donair, it's not only a venue. It's different venues, it's different things every day. So you will see... You know, to me in particular, having my city populated by friends and people with my same passion is something emotional. And uh, so, you know, it, it's it's really fulfilling experience, but in general, it, it's a experience of friendship because this started as, you know, a project of me and Andrea. And the, thing, the first thing I remember about Raduno is me and Andrea booking a trip to, to see Weezer in London, because we are big uh, Weezer fans. And in that trip to London, we booked the, the wall Raduno. You know, I don't know if you remember, Andrea. We, we, we went yeah. to see Weezer and Screeching Weasel. And <laughs> during the day between record shopping and, you know, just going drinking and stuff like that, we were talking, you know, waiting for the bus stop. Oh, we should put mugworms with Jimmy Vapid, but we should also talk with this <laughs> band and we should invite this label or this band will be perfect, you know. Just, you know, th that is the real fun about this, you know. You know what I love because you're saying that and that's how I am with this podcast. I'm always thinking of these fun ideas like my favorite, you know, Manji song or my favorite whatever song and the to actually to be thinking of who could who could play behind Jimmy Vapid or who could back Dr. Frank? Like that's some kind of nerd shit that I would love to do, you know? So, and that makes me love you guys more. Like you're just huge fans that you'd be, you know, like obviously the Mugwumps is the choice. So it's just so cool that you guys are able to, it's like your kids again. Almost. Yeah, I feel very, you know what I mean? Lucky. And you're not kids. We are kids. We are kids. Believe me. Yeah. yeah. For me. <laughs> Let me ask you about these after parties. How late does, uh, how late did these things go? <laughs> well, before the pandemic, I believe they stopped at uh, 2 a.m. And then uh, something was going on at the hostel until uh, probably the morning. <laughs> Till breakfast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, actually, um, <laughs> in general, the, 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 the live music and parties, the, the clubs should be closed in the city at 2 a.m. But we actually, with the years, we asked the, the, the city hall to give us permission to go until 3. So they gave us a special permission to go until 3. And we actually asked that because we said like, hey, you know, if you gave us until 2 as you know, the normal rule, then people is going to stay outside singing and making noise. So it's better to do, you know, noise inside our venue instead of in the street. So they gave us yeah. permission. They understood it. 
and of course people want to party a lot so normally at three o'clock people goes out and um, the, the the party moves to the to the to the hostel in general and uh, there you see you know you are uh, you're basically teleported in a episode of uh, you know day of the dead you know <laughs> where you see people in this you know in the in the in, through the rooms and through the hostel being totally you know drunk and uh, working dead and stuff like that or you know singer songwriter singing songs and stuff like that it's a it's an experience <laughs> is the uh, is the city and the in the community in general pretty welcoming to to all the uh, the patrons of the fest yeah sure yeah sure yeah uh, yeah, they, that's cool. What happened is because um, uh, Edone is the main uh, is where the main stage is, so the shows starts uh, late in the afternoon. But what we do is uh, organize events uh, in other places around town, which was uh, all kinds of places. Happening in the <laughs> bike shop, happening in the skate shop, uh, some bars where we did the DJ set, uh, tattoo parlor where we have a tattoo yeah. party. And uh, also, um, Tattoo Palo is on the second floor. So at the first floor, there is uh, uh, also a venue, which is linked <laughs> to the Tattoo Palo. So we ha- we're having shows there, while people upstairs getting tattooed. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, the roller derby game. Uh, we, we, we are friends with the local roller derby uh, team. The girls, uh, most of the most of them are into punk rock as well, and uh, so they organize a match every year in uh, in the same days of the Raduno, and we put a band playing at the roller derby match, and that's very interesting. Ooh, what happened one time is uh, <laughs> we, we had a uh, we also have a, a bus like the punk rock bus, which uh, <laughs> which uh, is uh, a bus that goes from the hostel. To, to this roller derby match and then to the venue and you can book the bus and on the bus we have a DJ set and people keep drinking. <laughs> so <laughs> what happened one time I was driving uh, Joe Queer to the roller derby match because it was uh, <laughs> the queers uh, were supposed to be there and we stopped for a coffee. So it was me and Joe in this bar <laughs> with a coffee in our hands and then this bus full of punk rockers. They were all, you know, looking at Joe from the glass and it was this bus with the music. And Joe said, well, what the fuck is this? And I said, okay, they're coming to see you. (laughs) (laughs) It was was something that he really didn't expect. (laughs) (laughs) I have other stories about that bus. Uh, actually, we did it two times. Yeah, it's, a, it's more like <laughs> we're supposed to have a sort of a touristic experience. So, like, wh- why not having a, a actually local transportation bus with music and DJ set and, uh, you know, bringing around the punks and stuff, showing the CD. But of course, it became like a, another reason to party, you know, so so that, that, that that's how it became. But uh, in general, to answer your question, yeah, the community, even people that is not into punk, you know, again, if you see passionate people and people with love in their eyes, uh, you know, and respectful people, they will be always welcoming. I just give you this story as an idea. The last pandemic, I got sick because I got COVID. And so I had to stay home for, you know, quite a long time, you know, 40 days or 45 days without seeing anyone. And the first time I went out, 
I had to go to the pharmacy to get some uh, some medicines, you know, and it's pretty close to my, my, my house. So I went there and the first person I saw was this uh, lady uh, pharmacist and uh, and she and I asked the medicines and she gave it to me. And uh, and then she told me, like, uh, do you think it's going to happen this year? And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, Panko Aquaduno, do you think he's go- you're going to make it? Because we really need it. And believe me, I, I was you oh, know, shocked. I was like, who is this? Yeah. You know? And then I find out that it was this pharmacist that I never saw before. And she's just a mom. And, you know, she really enjoyed the fact to bring the kids there and having fun for some days. And so she saw and recognized me and she wanted to ask because, uh, you know, it was, those were dramatic days in the city. And so just the fact that she told me, like, do you think we can, you know, we can have it anyway, something, you know, really meant a lot and shows a lot how welcome and respected is the event anyway, in general in Bergamo. Well, we had the mayor, which is a really famous guy, well known, oh, yeah. sending us a video message about it, you know, which was, a, you know, kind of you know, a big shock for a lot of people because it's this really, really famous guy. And he sent us a video message saying, like, what you are doing is great. And I only know Ramones. Cool. I only know Ramones. I don't know much about punk. I only know Ramones. <laughs> but you guys do a good job. So make make us proud, you know, like show the CD, show the best of the CD. And we are happy about it, you know, so. That's got to help you keep going, huh? Gives you a little bit of a... I don't know. It seems like that would give me a little bit of a boost to want to do it every year. Oh, yeah. No, no. I mean, it's not even anymore having a boost. It's like now we have this big heavy thing in your back, honestly, sometimes, you know, because people expect it, you know. people. <laughs> yeah, you know, pressure's on. Yeah, like we want to get better. That's the other thing, you know, is uh, me and Andrea and uh, the other guys, we... we we are not people that you know. Oh yeah, let's let's put this band and this band. We want to add things, you know. We w- want to add more yeah. bands, more bands, more interesting things, more collaboration, you know, uh, because we that's the only way to keep it interesting, you know. If we do the same thing every year, and we could do it honestly, we could just say like, hey, we are getting more known, and we we can book these bands, and that's it, you know. But the I think that w- what is, uh, you know, and it's the same for our labels and our bands, you know, what what is uh, fueling us is that we want to get better in doing these things because we we, we love it, you know, and uh, it keep it keep us al- alive, I guess. I don't know what what you, Andrea, thinks about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really enjoy working at the Raduno. Of course, uh, it's not really easy to to be so involved, so much involved uh, into into a project for so many years. But uh, as long as I will enjoy doing it, why not? And also the fact that the the team of people working in on the festival now is way bigger than when we started. I mean, it was just me and Franz at the beginning organizing the first edition. <laughs> and uh, we've been lucky because we had the Adonai staff. But uh, uh, now the people uh, working at the festival uh, for the whole year is, uh, is, is a very good team of a lot of people. Like people just taking care of merchandise all year. They're thinking, okay, when should we print it? Is it going to be ready? What should I print? Uh, how we can organize the tables and stuff like that. There's people to k- taking care of uh, all these aspects. Like we have two guys, uh, I mean, a girl and a guy, uh, they both are working on social medias. 
uh, it's pretty it's pretty interesting because we we're, we're all volunteers, we are friends, and uh, this is uh, this is uh, something that really give us the strength to keep going because we have we can focus then uh, on uh, you know having these uh, <laughs> stupid ideas uh, and booking bands. <laughs> so you, you guys can just sit back and have a few drinks during the show then let everybody else do the work i saw that last year you guys you guys were having a good time yeah 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 i can say i can say, <laughs> I can say we are busy but not as busy to not enjoy the shows yeah i mean you yeah. can see france stage diving uh, you know at some, <laughs> at some point of, of, of the night and you see this is the guy in charge you know jumping from the stage yeah <laughs> well that's the guy that should be in charge the guy that really loves this music yeah yeah, yeah, or else it it wouldn't be any it wouldn't be worth seeing. So, let me ask you, whose idea were were the uh, live albums? <laughs> like, I wonder. I mean, they sound great. So, I I gotta assume that you plan these in advance a little bit. These aren't just like off the board recordings. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, well, the idea came from the fact that uh, it's uh, my brother Bruno is a is a music producer and he produced a lot of. Uh, beautiful punk rock records. He did uh, the, the Apers latest album, he did uh, some Menji stuff, he did uh, some, you know, a lot of stuff. And uh, he's really shy to talk about it, but I think he should get more recognition for his work in the, the punk rock world in general. But anyway, and the Zatopex album, new album is coming and it's going to be produced by him. I give you a, a new uh, scoop. Anyway, nice. uh, he, he, he showed up one edition of Raduno and he just said like, you know what? This year I'm going to record every band with multi-tracks. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just decided I'm going to do this. And uh, the idea behind it is that, yeah, I'm going to record every band and give them the tapes, you know, so they, they, they can do whatever they want. So, we we felt this was a really Raduno-ish idea, you know, just like, okay, we record this and then the band can do, you know, their live album or they, they, they can, you know, mix some tracks or do whatever they want with their set. It's a, an additional thing for the label because the bad, the, the labels, the, sorry, for the, the, the bands, the bands don't get rich about playing Raduno. Actually, they lose money, you know. So every band playing Raduno, believe me, they come to really, really cheap terms, in fact, of money. So it was good to give them something extra, which is the recordings on multi-tracks and stuff like that. So the idea was just that at the beginning. Then when we, then when we, we had the pandemic, we, we decided to, to help with raising the money for the, the hospital, you know, in, uh, in, in Bergamo. So we put together that compilation of uh, different bands and that those were, Mix mixes of Bruno of different bands, I guess five bands, and that compilation sold really well. It's called "I Wanna Be Well." You find that on every digital platform and Punk Rocker Duno Bandcamp, and uh, and that raised a lot of money for the, the the hospital. So that gave us, I think, the idea: why don't we do it with the entire sets, like the Creep set or the Dequax? And originally, we just intended to give it as a sort of boost for our uh, raising money for the festival, for the band camp. But then we like it so much, those live albums, that's like, yeah, let's put it on vinyl, you know? So, so it just came in. Is it correct, Andrea? Is something like yeah, that? True. It's true. <laughs> so it seems planned, but it's just, you know, organically stupid idea after stupid idea that suddenly makes sense, you know? So it's, uh, you know, 
Um, and and we are going gonna go on with the the, the live albums. And, you know, the idea is like until we do a do no, we can have you know a lot of live albums that we are gonna love and uh, release with other labels, which is in the spirit of Raduno. Yeah, what we are doing this summer, that we, um, of course it's not gonna be Raduno number five because that is moved to next year. But this summer we're yeah. gonna have a second worst Raduno, which is uh, <laughs> a, <laughs> which is a, an enhanced uh, version of what we did uh, last year, and uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we are going to record uh, every band as well. So we're going to have a lot of recordings. And then we speak to the bands and we see, we see what, uh, what, what's going what's gonna to happen. And also, of course, uh, we are streaming again the event uh, of the Saturday. Uh, probably we're going to be uh, better and more organized than last year. Last year was not bad, but it was still... <laughs> well, technically, it, it was uh, it was flawless. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> the content uh, can be can be better, and then uh, we're gonna we're gonna work on that too. I believe uh, I believe is is gonna be is gonna be very good. I was I was really truly honored by you asking me to get involved with the the D Cracks live album. Of course, but now you have a new one coming up. So, do you want to reveal it? Go ahead and reveal it. No, you you should. You want me to do it? Of course. We're gonna be doing the Kurt Baker one. Yes. Fuck yeah. All right, with a Kurt Baker couple, let's go party that.
another thing, like you kept throwing them at me, and I was like, I can't do all of these, but yeah, I'll do Kurt Baker for sure. Kurt Baker's great. We, we think like we, we really want to do the Kurt Baker combo because that was a beautiful set. Who is crazy enough to do it with us? And you you came to our mind, so I don't know if you yeah. should feel honored about it, but you know. <laughs> Am I crazy enough? I'm crazy enough. I'll take it. Yeah, really honored to 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 be involved with you guys on that. Appreciate it. It's a great, uh, you know, I always say it, but uh, I, I speak with the eyes of the love, as we say in Italy. But, you know, to me, every set at Raduno feels like the best set that those bands ever played in their lives, you know. <laughs> so <it's... laughs> I, I got to ask you guys something about the D-Cracks one. Matt, his little banter, he mentions um, Bergamo is the home of Italy's most famous DNA collector. We don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's probably true, but we I, I personally don't know about it at all. But if, you know, okay. if he says that, I'm pretty sure he, you know, he, he knows his thing. He's no, he knows his Bergamo. <laughs> or could it be one of those Matt jokes? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What, one thing I would like to fix about what he said on your interview, because, you know, I'm a good listener of, of your podcast. It's not true that D-Cracks fucked up in some songs. You know, one thing that both my brother, <laughs> the, the, the guy who mixed it and the guy who mastered it is that how impressed they were with the flawless execution of D-Cracks. You know, they were impressed by it. You know, those, you know, they, yeah. you know, they, those live albums are not fixed. You know, they are just, you know, mixed, but, you know, they don't change the actual playing, you know. And you can see how tight and great D-Cracks are, those yeah. live albums. Oh, unbelievable. Andrea mentioned this year, you guys are going to be recording this year's bands at, what, another Worst Reduno? What are we calling it, the second Worst Reduno? Uh, because uh, last year... When uh, the pandemic was at its peak, uh, we had this uh, stupid idea to <laughs> to do uh, an event anyway. We started thinking about uh, like having a like a huge uh, fast dinner uh, with some acoustic bands, but then um, the laws were changing very quickly during the summer, and uh, when the festival happened. We realized that we could have electric electric shows, and um, so what we did is we called it the worst Raduno ever. Yeah, <laughs> and because uh, we knew that was not gonna be the same, uh, both as uh, organization, business, and everything. But we knew it was not gonna be the same uh, mentality because uh, uh, people were still a bit scared. But we we wanted to give a signal. So we did it, and uh, we had a limitation of about uh, 500 in the attendance, and uh, it came out very well. It sold out, uh, and we had a lot of fun, even if we all were wearing masks and uh, you know keeping distance, not hugging. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the worst Raduno ever in, in its own way has been a, a very nice event. And uh, so this year when we decided to postpone uh, the festival again, because uh, especially because uh, we are not sure that uh, a lot of people from outside of Italy can come. Uh, all the American bands has been postponing their tours. I mean, from, uh, from the big uh, stars uh, to the smaller bands, 
uh, every tour is postponed. And uh, we are not sure yet uh, how people will uh, travel across Europe. So we are not sure how many how many Europeans friends we, we're gonna we're gonna have this year. So we knew that we could do something, but it wouldn't be a real raduno because uh, the raduno has this uh, ambition to be an international festival. So the second worst Raduno uh, is still <laughs> going to be better than last year and uh, probably <laughs> worse than next. <laughs> Can we announce anybody? <laughs> well, by the time this, uh, this podcast comes out, uh, we already announced the Apers. Which are gonna, you know, they 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 are nice enough to, you know, we just asked, uh, hey Kevin, do you want to play with the Apers? And he's like, yes, and so that was easy, <laughs> that was easy, and that was really nice because you know, that's a band that is not playing since long time, and they, no one knows if they are really playing, not playing, they if every year they broke up or not, whatever. So I think that's <laughs> something that is gonna make a lot of people happy, and uh, yeah, for sure. Well, w w another band that we can give, you know, because we, we fucked up the announcements anyway this year. So I think we can uh, <laughs> we can say that one band that we already spoke about in the, you know, in uh, tonight that we that was playing with a Canadian band uh, artist uh, is going to play <laughs> as well. And they are from uh, a closer country and we are all fans of them. And uh, I guess you already understood who they are. Maybe, maybe. But they are going to join the party. I know who it is. Yes. And uh, Andrea, can we reveal uh, one, one oh, band? It's going to be the Mugwumps. <laughs> <laughs> <Easy>. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. we Actually, I'm pretty surprised how you know lucky we are that every band we contacted so far, they said yes. And I think it's a really good lineup. What do you think, Andrea? I think it's going to be... Oh, really yeah. good. I was look. I was just looking at it yesterday because uh, I have a, <laughs> a, a a list on my computer, and uh, I was thinking, yeah, not bad, not bad at all. This is yeah. another another festival that I would love to see, and I can't wait yeah. to see. Mugwumps and uh, Apers already is a really good show. So, <laughs> well, I tell you more about this, but I cannot reveal this. But we even yeah, yeah. convinced a punk. Icon, one of the best punk rock songwriters out of Europe, that never played an acoustic guitar show ever to do to perform a live acoustic set on the Sunday because we are gonna have a brunch on Sunday. And this big punk rock icon, one of the main influences for many bands that you know played many awesome stuff, played the you know wrote some of the iconic songs of punk rock in the last. Uh, two decades he's <laughs> <laughs> gonna play acoustic for the first time and that's what i'm really looking <laughs> i have uh, i have some thoughts but maybe i'll try to guess when we're done here if raduno can do that we can do everything believe me <laughs> like if we can convince him to play acoustic we can do everything <laughs> so when is it 16, 17, and 18th of July, 16 and 17th in the evening and the afternoon, and 18th is going to be only uh, this uh, special event of brunch, so basically we, we, we wake up and go over, we go for brunch at the Donair, we are going to have a, a series of uh, really interesting and fun uh, acoustic shows to keep us company, 
and then we have all the time to either die in the park sleeping or uh, say goodbye and come back home. So, you know, it's basically mo mostly 16 and 17. I think the live stream will be the 17th for sure. And yeah. we are working on a special uh, announcer because we find out that me and Andrea doesn't want to, to follow the fact that we want to present everyone, but we want to have fun and drinking beers. And yeah. um, and maybe we are going to stream the 16 too. But we have to yeah, yeah, for our international friends, uh, the streaming is going to be uh, on the 17th. Yeah, maybe so 16 too. Cool. The Maybe 16 too. Yeah, who knows? But <laughs> at least we record the 16. <laughs> yeah, that's cool that it's three days. It's not just a one night stream. You know, anybody that's in attendance gets gets the festival, and everybody else around the world gets something out of it. So, so do you think? Um, do you think Punk Rock Reading 05? So next year, um, do you think you'll still stream it? Well, we never discussed about it, but as I said before, I don't think there is a way back on this. You know, once you do it, you know, you want to get better, so why not? You know, I think the idea is gather people in the community. So if we can do it in streaming too, it's a perfect, yeah. you know, it, again, is is not only doing something that we know how to do, you know, it's like finding new ways and experiment and doing, you know, some getting better in something too. So if we can be a festival that is streaming their contents too for everyone in the world to enjoy, you know, let's do it. You know, it's like it makes everyone if you can if we can make an outfit of people more happy, it's worth the time that we, we put, you know, to do it, you know. That's the spirit in general of the festival. And also, why not? Uh, people looking at the people watching the stream uh, can be probably uh, interested in coming, you know, next year. So, yeah. so why not? I mean, it, it is something that uh, it is something that uh, uh, is going to benefit the, the bands and the festival anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Make people uh, realize what they're missing. <laughs> yeah, but in ge in general, the good part of Raduno, honestly, is not only about you know coming to the festival or spending money on the festival or supporting us. I feel maybe not so humble to say this, but you know, hearing new the interest in punk rock in general, you know, I feel like since we had the festival, in some way, a lot more people started bands. A lot of pe more people produced records or released records. I don't know if you feel the same, Andrea, but the fact of having the festival started no more festival, more labels, more bands, mm -hmm. and those, you know, it's a good circle, you know, of things. Yeah. So if we if we can get more people involved in this, we all win, you know, because. You know the the reason we do this is preserve our culture. You know what we we you know punk rock gave us so much that we want to preserve it and keep it you know keep it in good shape and having more people you know exposed to it. So that that's the main reason. So that that's why I think you know in general beside the the, the economics and be, beside the 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 fact that the support fact. I think the more we show this to people, the more we can keep this culture alive. Yeah, also uh, a nice thing that happened is that some events that happen across Italy and sometimes also uh, across Europe um, were inspired by the Raduno. And this is, this is something that uh, really has a uh, value.
to me. Yeah. But you guys also get you get maybe a a couple of American bands coming over there to play Reduno. Well, obviously they're going to play other shows, right? You know, they might go play Scaletta then the next day or something. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of benefits yeah. everybody. So that's cool. Yeah, because also another suggestion uh, for bands uh, that want to play uh, Raduno is uh, they book uh, a tour around it, and uh, you know they can play other parts of Europe or Italy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have this sort of uh, rule that we don't say too much loud, but if you're a band on tour, you're always welcome if you need a, a short raduno. You know, the bands on tour have priority, you know, so if you yeah. book your own tour around and, and then you one of those days you're available for raduno, it's most likely that we, we are going to book you, you know, because we, we under, again, you know, we want tours to happen. You know, we don't want to have like one festival a year and that's it. You know, we always say this. If people don't book, you know, sh- you know, not well attended shows during the week or, you know, they, they, they don't do their releases or they don't, don't put their effort during the year, we don't have anything to gather together, you know, at Raduno. <laughs> you know, we, we <laughs> that, that's... That's the reality, you know. We don't want to be a scene or a culture based on festivals, you know, as much as we love Raduno. Yeah. So what else you guys got going on? Franz, you got anything going on? <laughs> Besides Raduno, is that, does that keep you busy enough? Well, trying to uh, keep my, my shit together and my life in, you know, in a state <laughs> of... Beside yeah. that, uh, yeah, we, we have, like, right now, like, Raduno is, uh, is a big part because, you know, we feel the pressure of doing something that is better than last year. And uh, and we want to do it good because it was a good sign. You know, in general, we did on it too with all the other festival we are doing. It's really very important. I feel very important to give, you know, it doesn't matter if we cannot have the shows that we would like to have normally. Like, you know, let, let's let's say it. Our idea of a great show is having as much people as possible in the tiniest place as possible with the craziest noise as possible. You know, this form of thing of fun is not possible right now. So the fact of explaining or showing the fact that there is something more about it. There is the whole culture, the do-it-yourself ethics, you know, the passion, the, the way to, do, to form something and do something anyway in every kind of festival. I'm talking about, you know, Edone is booking like a reggae festival, you know, um, a local bands festival. So we have to keep them alive to show a sign, you know, that... You know, it doesn't matter if we cannot do the, the, the live music with Pogo and people dancing and stuff. We do it in this other way. So that is really important to us in general beside Raduno. For the fact, like, I have a small label called Wild Honey and I'm, you know, I had a lot of time to focus on that. And, you know, we that keep me really busy. And, uh, you know, I have, you know, I work in an agency called Otis Tours, which is, you know, the, 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 the agency I work with. You know, pay lips, uh, Jamie. Uh, love you, Jamie. Uh, mentioned it, and we are already working for the next year. You know, so you know we are booking the queers right now in Europe. We are booking many, many bands for the next year, so we are busy on that. And uh, beside all these things, well, you know, in, in general, you know, th- this music thing that keep keep us uh, sane. So we we have a lot of going on. Probably right now, I don't even remember the Twitch channel. Punk Rock Raduno, and I'm surely yeah. forgetting something. 
How about you, Andrea? Any uh, any news with the Mangies or anything you want to announce for Striped? Well, uh, <laughs> the Mangies, our last album came out like six months ago. Yeah, yeah. But uh, in this particular moment, uh, I'm, I've been writing stuff. So uh, nice. Yeah, this is good. And also, we are starting to book shows for autumn and next year. So pretty soon, uh, I mean, sooner than later, we're going to be on stage again, which is something that I long for. And also, well, Stripe is going really well. Uh, the, the new releases that we did uh, in the past month uh, were very were very successful for us, for our little label. Uh, like the peers yeah. uh, are getting reprinted for the third time. Uh, we, we're going to print uh, uh, Screeching Weasel again. We, this is just a brand new because <laughs> uh, uh, we, we had uh, permission from the band to print uh, 500 more copies and uh, it's going to be on clear vinyl and so yeah we're, we're going to be busy and also I don't know I'm, I'm in a good moment in my life uh, actually I'm a, I don't know uh, the last business I started failed uh, I'm divorced uh, unemployed <laughs> so I, I'm basically a <laughs> A fairy tale prince at the moment, uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm focusing on the things I love, and uh, it, it is a good moment in my life. More time to write a new veterans album, new Mandy's album, and hit the road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, there is a news about the veterans. You you forgot to mention, or you you want to announce it now? Uh, oh, well, but the too late, uh, has to now. There are <laughs> actually two news. One is that uh, we recorded the song last year, and it's going to come out uh, in a few weeks on a compilation from uh, Party Sprenger Records, which is a label from Germany. And uh, this is a compilation of uh, surf punk bands uh, with a very, very, very good, uh, very good uh, list of bands. And uh, yeah, this is this is uh, the new song uh, that's coming out. And also, uh, I am um, reprinting uh, the first Veterans album on the on vinyl on LP with my label. Cool. Yeah, it's gonna be a nice pack with the first album and also all the songs uh, from the singles that we've been doing over the years. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm very excited about that too. Did they give a spoiler about it? Sorry, I didn't supposed to mention it. No, it's, it's not something. <laughs> it's not something that's gonna have a, like a, a very a very tight promotion. Uh, so it's it's not really something that <laughs> it's not really something that I was uh, trying to keep uh, for myself. And I'm announced. sorry. <laughs> no problem. Sorry. No problem. No, 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 it's not really. It's not really a spoiler. Uh, it is just something that really didn't come up on my mind. <laughs> That's awesome because that's a great album. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, that was that was one of those albums when it came out. It was like I was already a Mangies fan, of course, and that came out. I was like, this is like my favorite new Mangies album, <laughs> you know, because your voice. It's just that's how it is. But um, such a it's it's a pretty perfect record. It's super fun, you know. Whereas Mangies weren't always like fun, you know, good, <laughs> but not always about girls, not all love songs, not yeah, surfing and shit like that. Whereas the veterans is like, yeah, this is more my cup of tea here, so. <laughs> That's cool, though. I can't wait to get that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Still in a 
whenever you want to come back and talk about more bands that are going to play or do a recap of this year, you're welcome. Just let me know. We will. As soon as we, you know, is a is a process right now of you know, uh, is less efficient than the normal raduno in some way, but at the same time it feels like the first raduno. You know, we are putting things as they come and we announce things as they come, and and it feels good in this way at the moment. So, um, yeah. it's good to have promotion like this. Thank you so much. And. Uh, um, we probably maybe we can we can we can have another episode or you know we we will talk with you anytime just because it's so much fun and uh, you know maybe when we have a more tight schedule or a cap will be fantastic and uh, and I think that the the idea of the live albums is gonna is gonna be fun on the long term you know it's gonna be something that you know if we can keep up with yeah. those. You know, having like ten or twelve or thirteen, you know, then they they will become collectibles. <laughs> you know, also because of the beautiful layouts and graphics of uh, Lucrezia, which is a uh, the newest addition to the Punk Rock Raduno family. So yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. I think that layout template is really cool. Yes, I think each one has its own personality, but they're definitely very conforming to each other. Yeah, Whose idea the, was that? Was that her uh, idea? This girl, this girl, she's a graphic designer. She's very talented. And she started to work uh, for the Raduno last year, and um, she de- she designed uh, the the merchandise for the worst Raduno ever, and then we asked her to design uh, the record the record covers. Yeah, they look great. Yeah, that that's one of the many examples of how lucky we are that you know talented people come to us, and we can <laughs> <laughs> we can put them at yeah, work. Yeah. You know, so. You know, she, she, you know, yeah, I, I think the idea of having a, some a series is really well represented in those uh, layouts. And also we have, like, we, we should mention Paolo, which is the guy, the art director of the World Raduno, you know, graphics. He's a really very crazy, well-talented, uh, famous artist in Italy. He works even for brands like Versace or, you know, big brands in uh, design or, you know, so... So he's, uh, you know, and, and still, you know, you want to volunteer and, you know, that that's, you know, beautiful. He's a, he's a big family, you know, to us is really like a, in particular in Northern Italy is like, uh, you know, and, and that's what is hard right now, you know, missing those people. It's uh, the last, the last day I had a really crazy summer at work, you know, working every day at Edon Ed, the only day I had free I went to the summer festival at Scaletta Rock Club that uh, Andrea booked, uh, and that felt like the best day of my life. You know, <laughs> it's like just that day that I went out and <laughs> see some, you know, with distance, like some acoustic bands, you know, it was like limited to 60 people. Still, I remember it as the highlight of my summer. So, you know, <laughs> that was a fun night. We're going we're gonna to do this again this summer. All right, guys. I won't keep you any longer. Thanks for staying up late with me. Appreciate it. No Thanks problem. A lot. Thanks a lot. Uh, next week, I got a fun one. Um, punk Rock Reduno veterans from Canada are going to be on the show, so stay tuned. Thanks for the likes. Thanks for all the listens, and thanks to Franz and Andrea especially, and we'll see you later. Ciao. Thank you so much. You say that you like me. Yeah